Episode 100. Can you believe it, Stephen? I mean, it's been a long time coming. It's been almost two years. We're not quite at the two-year mark yet, though. No, we're just a little shy of the of the bicentennial, which is what two years means. That's what that word means. It means when two years have passed. Yeah, I thought it was like when two years would have sex with any other kind of year. The, you know, yeah, leap that's year a, or not, you know? Yeah, that's what a bicentennial means. Mm-hmm. It's when two years fuck. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, that's what this is, you know, that's what a hundredth episode feels like. It's a culmination. It's the years coming together and fucking, you know, and they're producing a beautiful baby us. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so so what we've done for you is uh, we've we've uh, pay, we have an intern. We have our intern, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have paid her to go through just our thousands of hours of content of just amazing, like fucking edgy genius mm-hmm. up to the minute vice magazine content. Yeah. Vi- our vice magazine style content. Yeah, all of our, all of our foreign reporting from, uh, all the wars, uh, all across the globe. Well, it's funny you should say that. So our first clip is actually from our our uh, amazing award-winning coverage of War Between Luxembourgs, live commentary from the Luxembourg Civil War. So we're going to we're going to give that a listen right now. That's episode 56. What uh, uh just for a little context, of course, the Luxem- Luxembourg Civil War is a hot war, as you can hear in the yeah. background. It's a hot war. It's really going on right let's, now. These are the hottest, let's these turn are down the hottest the Central sounds. Europeans you've ever seen. Okay. These are hotter Central Europeans than goddamn Siegfried and Roy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we do here. We, we pepper our journalism with a little humor. We're gonzo journalists, you know. We're doing gonzo journalism. But as you can hear, the bullets are flying. They're pretty hot right yeah. now. Yeah. They're, they're the, shooting the, hot bullets. <laughs> yeah, they're not cold bullets. It used to be in Luxembourgish culture they would freeze their bullets. Yeah. Because they would say, you know, uh, revenge is a best de- be- a dish best served cold, right? You know. That's so a, you want to freeze your bullets. That's close to how they how they speak there. Yeah. Yeah, that's an old Luxembourgish phrase. Yeah. Is revenge is a, a dish best served cold. That's where they got it for the Star Trek movie actually is from the Luxembourgish people. Hmm. And uh, this war has erupted with this major cultural hot-button issue. It's a hot war from a hot-button issue. And that issue is, of course, uh, can we fuck pigs or not? You know. And as you can hear, the bullets have stopped. Um, The bullets have stopped. Both sides have agreed to discuss it one more time. Yes. And I believe Uh, you're on the side of fucking the pigs. Yes, yes, I am on the side of fucking the pigs. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it's been in our tradition for years. And um, we've had a lot of success fucking the pigs. And, you know, don't don't change a horse in midstream, as they say. Or, you know, as they say in Luxembourg, don't change a pig in mid-fuck. We you make, know, because, you know. We make a lot of little piggy babies. Yeah, there's a little. They're very cute. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're a bank country. We make our piggy babies. Yes. And, you know, we have like a piggy bank. So it's, you know, it's like a wordplay. You know, a whole country is a wordplay. And we can't stop fucking the pigs because of that, you know. And you get these uh, other people uh, from uh, across the Rhine. 
river. Yeah, the Rhine. The Rhine. Yeah, yeah. And the they, Rhine, are, yeah. they are, of course, the goat fuckers. Yeah, the goat fuckers, you they, know. And so it's very hi, hi, hippie, hippie, uh, hippie, hypocritical for them to tell me I cannot uh, be sex with the pig, doing sex in the pig, you know. No, the, but they, they, they justify it. They attempt to justify it by saying... You know, the goats, mm-hmm. the goats are smarter, mm-hmm. you know, they have more sentience so they can consent more, more effectively. And, you know, that's our line. That's our motto. A pig is just as smart as a goat. You Correct. know, we can fuck the pig. They can consent meaningfully because they have that glint of sentience in their eyes. Don't tell me you don't see it. You know, yes. that's our other motto. Pigs, they have the glint of sentience in their eyes. You know, that's of course that's what we put on our seals. Now, um. We must, of course, in the interest of this is this is radio free decline in Europe, mm-hmm. our European, our European arm of the podcast of the House of Decline yeah, Empire, yeah. and yeah. in the interest of, of equal and free reporting, we have gone across the Rhine River through a hot battle zone with the bullets flying to interview the goat fuckers who are fighting against the Luxembourgian pig fuckers, and let's hear from them. What what do they have to say? Hello, hello, yeah, yeah. Um, what we what we know, what we know is that intelligence is in the eyes. Clearly, the pig fuckers have marked the eyes as the sign of sentience, and we say because of the horizontal pupils, they know more. They just know more. You know, the horizontal pupils, they just know more, and that is what is on our crest of the, us, the West Luxembourgish. This is exactly correct. If the pig was more sensual and more sentient than the goat, then how do you think we Westerlum books and Zorgians would not realize this by looking at the shape of the eyes and the shape of the skull of the pig and the goat and comparing them when we do the vivisections? Absolutely, you have to do, you gotta do the vivisections, you know. You gotta take them down and you gotta gut them and you gotta find out what's in them. And, you know, it's something that we say about the eyes is it's horizontal. The eyes are horizontal, like what you do when you're fucking. You get horizontal. So it's wordplay, you know. It's all about wordplay in Luxembourg on both sides, you know. And it looks like the war is heating up once again. It's a sad day. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, they're fucking me now. (laughs) They're fucking me now. No, they've... No! 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 Wow, I can't believe we caught him getting fucked to death live on Radio Free Decline. This will go down as the greatest podcast in history. Yes, maybe eventually we can put it on one of our best of shows. Yes, I think that would be a great thing to do. I think we should we should remember this clip for a best of special. Shelly, bookmark this clip. <laughs> Shelly, our, our mute, uh, do you say, is it okay to say mute nowadays? I think mute is, a, the, the bad nomenclature was dumb. You used to call them dumb, and we went to mute. Mm. Yeah. And mute is still okay. Yeah, mute, I think mute is good. I think, you know, it's, it seems like it's a descriptive word. Okay. It's, it's you not don't, offensive. You don't say, it's like, a, like <laughs> you, deaf. You don't say you're gathering up all the mutes. 
<laughs> well, it would be bad if you said it in that context, you know. I don't think they like to be referred to as the mutes. Okay. I think that's, you can tell when something's bad when, when they put an S on the end and, and then they say they're going to gather them all up. Uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. You never want to gather up all the guys. Or the, in this like way, the Utes, you know, is it Utes, J-U-T-E-S? The the Utes, are you talking about the the native the native Indian tribe in the 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 Southern Americas, or are you talking about the way that my cousin Vinny pronounces the word youths? Well, the the Utes, I didn't know they. Were, so the Utes I'm referring to are a like a, one of the Germanic tribes that settled in Great Britain. I wasn't aware they, uh. they were. They were also in. The indigenous people of South. <laughs> they weren't the same guys. <laughs> Are you sure? They weren't the same guys. Absolutely not. I mean, well, maybe. Maybe a couple of them got blown off course. See, we're still doing original content for you, even during our clips episode. You know, that shows right. that shows how What's much you the next listener. Clip? Um, well, who can it's our unforgettable interview with the twin sons of Eddie Vedder, Jetty and Zeddy Vedder. Mm. And you know we have their we have their comments and uh, their performance live in studio. So we're gonna we're gonna go to that. Shelly, hit the lights. Yeah, hello, it's me, Jedi Veda, and I'm here with my brother Jedi. Hello, sir. Yes, it is me, Jedi Veda. I am Jedi yeah. Veda, sir. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that is Jedi Veda. As you can hear, he talks in a racist Indian voice, no, despite my... being white. No, sir. This Jedi Vedar, please. Uh, IRS is very, very angry, and you have warrant for uh, no taxes. So please to send Vikram uh, uh, at uh, redfin.co.in $100 iTunes gift card. And that's how he communicates, using only racist Indian tropes. And I can only sing an even flow. Uh, no, sir. Jedi Vedder also knows even flow. Uh, thoughts arrive like a, a but butterflies, sir. And uh, thoughts arrive like a butterfly. Oh, he don't know, so he uh, chases them away, sir. Oh, yes, buddy. You see, the problem was when he was a boy, he hit his head on the research letter's breast. He, he damaged his brain. You and know, now he sir, can only talk say, like an Indian man can, who's insane. How can, say, how can you say when uh, all, you say all of, all of, the, all of the men from uh, Seattle in the 90s also, you say, talk like this, you know? How is this not all so bad? So what we're going to do for you is we're going to sing a song. And we're going to honor our father, Eddie Vida, by singing it for you, doing a duet. Brown, just a blade on Come on, Jetty, join in. I did not learn. Because 
uh, you know, IRS, very big agency, scary. In a round mass built. Wow. Wow, that was an incredible performance. Sure to go down. Sure to go down is one of our best ever clips. I think we should tell Shelly to, to mark this for the clips episode. Hmm. Hmm. I think that was, what was that? Was that the first 0.3 seconds of even flow? Let's hear that again. Um, I believe it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. That's as much I as love we can play. That's, <laughs> that's as... a, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> sounds great. It sounds great. A nice compliment to uh, the beautiful brothers, Jetty and Zeddy Vetter. But you know, folks, if you want to hear more copyrighted music, there's a way you can do that for only $5 a month. <laughs> yes, you can do that on, on our Patreon, yeah. which we're plugging now because we're serious. We got to 100 episodes and we're serious podcasters yeah. now. And we play so much copyrighted music. We also, last episode, stole copyrighted music live on air. Mm -hmm. We downloaded we're pirates. it. We pirated yeah. it. it. We're hero pirates, but because it's not going out in the airwaves, because it's special, because it's for you, we can do it. Yeah, as we long as no it. one tells. Yeah. <laughs> so shell out $5. What you should do is your it's your son, we were going to be able to pay for your college, but God damn it, this podcast is so fucking good. We're taking that $5, and that was the last money you needed to pay for college. <laughs> After that $5, it was done. It was done. And we're going to uh, give it to this podcast because they're so fucking funny. And they fill my life with so many precious fucking moments. Like Jetty and Zeddy Vedder. One of whom talks in a racist Indian accent despite being white. And one of whom only talks uh, to the tune of Evenflow by his father's uh, band Pearl Jam. The last, uh, the last singer alive from the 90s. The last singer alive. All of them are gone. All of the other singers gone. are dead. Wyland is gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cornell is gone. Uh, Mother Love Bone's gone. Well, he, he died. He died, and they made Temple of Dog about him. <laughs> that's how. That's how long ago he died. Uh, Mother Love Bone. Buzz Osborne's still around. Maybe we'll play some He's Mother Love Bone on the premium. Maybe we will play some Mother Love Bone. Have a grunge fiesta. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to have our bonus episode is going to be talking about the grunge era. Grunge fiesta. <laughs> that's the name of the Mexican restaurant I went to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Grunge, grunge fiesta. Now, I remember ordering tacos. <laughs> I got the pico de gallo. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so our next clip, our next clip is, you know, it's a classic and uh, it real episode thirty three, interview with the gay vampire. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Shelley, please cue that one up for us. Uh, we don't have all day here. We have another I don't know forty minutes. So come on. Another forty minutes to go. Come on. We don't pay you nothing for nothing. I thought we did. You did. Well, no. You told me we did pay her. No. You, you no. liar. <laughs> I was an intern, so she must do it too. <laughs> She must do it, too. She's going to rewind and go to 10 minutes ago, and you said you did pay her. If we catch her, we'll find her. We'll find her, and she'll be fired, and we can get another. We, you just think we can't get another? Go to the fucking... Interview with the gay vampire.
It is me, the gay vampire. I want to suck your dick. Um, that is my catchphrase. Well, welcome to the show, Mr. Gay Vampire. Um, yes, it is me, the gay vampire. You... I want to suck your dick. <laughs> Do you always play your own intro music? Yes. <laughs> I had to fire, my intern was getting too crazy, so I had to fire her. She was also getting tired of saying, I want to suck your dick all the time. Do but you... that is the, that is what pays, it's like Ray J. Johnson, you know, he has to say his thing over and over and over again. So as a gay vampire, do you, um, I'm, I'm imagining that you survive off of eating cum? Or is it, uh, is it blood? No, you fucking homophobe. Okay. <laughs> okay. It is blood. Oh, you but also... let me tell you, it was tough during the 80s, you know, when they thought that vampire AIDS was only a gay vampire disease. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of your... Is that why there's not many vampires, or I'm sorry, gay vampires left, right? It's most of them died of gay vampire AIDS. It is stigmatized in the vampire community. Just like uh, <laughs> it is very tough. To, it's a very macho, you know, very macho vampire community. All of these vampires are one-upping each other, saying, mm-hmm. oh, I fuck this many women. I bite this many women. And none of them are admitting. They, but they are all, all of them gay vampires. Mm-hmm. So in a way... It's gay and vampire, redundant, because all of us are, you know, what we do is we suck blood through the dick, Mm. you know. And I believe you were going to tell us about your... In the 90s, did succumb to gay vampire AIDS. What was his name again? His name was Sweet Sweet. (laughs) Okay, okay. Poor little it? sweet sweet. And how old I was had he? him since he was from the very beginning. And you know, it was it was five hundred years of me and sweet sweet sucking sucking blood from dicks all over Transylvania hmm. and and other places. And that's where you're from, is Transylvania? We are from Transylvania, and you would expect me to make a trans joke, but it is very tired over there, so we do not do it. (laughs) I bet bet they hear them all the time. Yeah, Yeah. we heard the trans joke so often that I had to come up with, I want to suck your dick, and then everybody (laughs) laughed. It was the first gay joke that anybody heard in Transylvania. Up till then, it had just been trans jokes. Up until then. That's interesting. Um, really fascinating stuff, actually. Uh, yeah. Have you thought about coming up with a second, uh, a second joke? Uh, yes, we've been workshopping. We've mm. been workshopping a second vote, which is uh, how beautiful they sing, the creatures of the deek. And that's a play on the, the creatures of the night? The creatures of, instead of creatures of the night, I say creatures of the deek. You know, because I am, a, I am a homosexual vampire. I have a good one. And I am obsessed with cock. I have a good one. Okay. How about, I, instead of, I want to suck your dick, you say, I want to fuck your ass. Fuck. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 
That's okay. good writing. We can bring you on at Gay Vampire Incorporated. You know, we're, we're wanting to be big gay celebrity like Billy Eichner of vampires. You know, mm. we're going to be Billy Eichner of vampires. We're going to inter- we're going to annoy people on the street and be very high pitched. Will you will you accept will you accept my invitation to be part of Gay Vampire Incorporated? Do I have Steven? to become a gay vampire? Yes, mm. I'm going to suck your D. Mm. Okay, can I tr- can I go back? Is it like a forever type of gig? It is. It's like a ratchet, you know. Once you go, it can't go back, you know. <laughs> It's like a what? It's like a what? It's like a ratchet, you know, like the tool, a ratchet. You know how when a ratchet, it goes, it only goes one way, the vampire way. Yeah, and sucking. You, you also it. have to be gay. You, can you turn, can't go back. You can turn it around and do it the other way with a ratchet. No, you can't. Well, if you're using it incorrectly. Um, you know, I have a friend who I know. My co-host, who can't be here right now, I think he would love to do it. I'll give you his address. He lives in Toronto. There's a park he mentioned. He mentioned exactly where he lived. You can you can geolocate him. Just listen to every single episode of House of Decline. That is okay. I can use my vampire senses to instinctively know where to cruise. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to, where are you going to go? Cruise. <laughs> I'm going to cruise. Don't make fun of my accent. This is a proud Romanian accent. Do not make fun. How do you feel, <laughs> how do you feel about the Romani people? The Romani people? Oh, it's a shame what keeps happening to them, you know. They are a displaced... They Sorry, are displaced that was, people. That was a gotcha question. I'm laying, I'm laying minefields. I'm trying to cancel. You thought I would be a racist gay vampire. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to cancel. Get you canceled. <laughs> You're trying to cancel the gay... The daytime has already canceled me, my friend. <laughs> the sun has canceled me. <laughs> and, you know, he got really indignant after that, and that's where the audio cuts out. Uh, but, man... What a guy, the gay vampire, you know, a legend in this industry. I don't believe any of the allegations against him. Yeah, with the boys. The boys? Yeah, yeah. It was. It's not a Brian Singer situation. They are of age. It's it's consent. It's it's the human consentipede, which is a concept that I came up with recently. It's a chain of consenting adults. Exactly, a chain of consenting adults. Uh, it just one's consent moving from the other, you know, that's what, you know, that's your lineage of, of people that have, uh, you, you know, you're familiar with the concept of ghost siblings, you know, you, this is like the third episode in a row. You <laughs> brought up ghost siblings. <laughs> well, you know, that's the content, you know, from day to day, the show doesn't change very much, which is why we're picking out our best bits for you today. Yeah, our next bit is ghost siblings. By ha- Wouldn't you know? No, it's not that we can't do last week's bit. We, we can't, we can't, we can, we can play it again. Shelly will know what to do. Mm. Shelly will always know what to, what to do. I think, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to cool it down from, you know, the heated the heated ramblings of the gay vampire. Uh, and we're going to cool it down and we're going to bring you a classic House of Decline list episode. Yes. Perhaps our most controversial list episode to date. It's the top five? Uh, is, it, is that what, where, where we're going? It's the top five, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the top five road snacks. Yeah. So come along with us. Screeching tires. 
Oh, yes, we're off on a journey. No. We're off to get some road stamps. I spent all this time learning how to set up music, and yet here we are doing it the old-fashioned way. Doing it, the, We're making it with our hands, like our daddies used to jack off with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we use, like, have you ever hollowed out a cucumber? Yeah. Yeah. So to, that brings to me, to my, you mean. to my number five. So we're going to count down in order. Count down, my number yeah. five road trip snack, and that is a cucumber. A cucumber. Unexpected. You think, because usually people choose chips, something salty, something fatty, mm-hmm. something chocolatey. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why are you attracted to the humble cucumber? Well, uh, you need to peel it, and that's yeah. a very fun thing to do while driving because um, it takes both hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drive with your knees while peeling a cucumber. It's something all of us have done. And you can just throw the peel out the window. You're you're right, and you can throw it into someone's visor. You know, if someone's right. getting too edgy with you on the road, you throw it into their windshield. They lose sight of what they're doing. They cause a crash. You don't get blamed for it. It's their cucumber now. Yeah, so my cucumber, cucumber is number five uh, road snack. Uh, what about you? What's your number five? Um, my number five would have to be uh, teriyaki style jerky. Mm, yeah, you have you have your little meat chips. Yeah, have your little meat chips that you can you can uh, get in your face and you know get really dehydrated from and feel like you need water constantly. And then you have to pee. Then you have to mm-hmm. pee in your Gatorade bottle because you're on one of those interstates where the the rest stops are 70 miles in between rest stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you got to throw that pee bottle at somebody's windshield. They crash. They cause a 14-car pileup. Not your problem. That's behind It's you. their pee bottle now. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's behind <laughs> That's what a great phrase. I can already <laughs> see where this bit is going. Um, yeah. My number four road snack is mayonnaise packets. Mayonnaise packets, just suck them down. Suck them down. Sucking them down. Yeah. Take that packet, throw it out, the, throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, fourteen car pile up. That's Not their, your problem. That's their mayonnaise packet now. Not your problem anymore. Um, number four for me. Number four uh, for me has got to be good old fashioned gorp. Gorp, which is good old fashioned good old raisins and peanuts. You know. Oh, oh it's okay. Gorp. It's an acronym for raisins and peanuts. It's for good old raisins and peanuts. Good old, uh, so they're old. They're yes, they're aged raisins. Like you know how like wine gets better as you age it. Raisins and peanuts get better as you age them because mm-hmm. uh, they they ferment in special ways, and so there's special oxidants. They're the oxidants <laughs> that occur naturally within the fruits. You you mean the antioxidants? No, no. People mix them up all the time. Okay. These are these are the oxidants. You want you want to be oxidized. You want to be oxidized. People aren't getting enough oxygen. People don't breathe right. They they don't do yoga well, breathing. That's not what oxid oxidization is, man. Um, oxid oxidation. That's when like uh, your cells get all corroded, and so you get cancer. I I think you you don't know what you're talking about. You, uh, you've been you've been brainwashed by big big raisin. Okay. You, they want to tell you that they want to tell you they want to control your mind, but I I eat them with peanuts. That's how you counteract the mind control effects. Well, my number three uh, road snack is a can of black beans. A can of black beans. Yeah. 
and it's 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 unopened, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's unopened. <laughs> you got to eat it with the metal. No, you open. What? You don't have a can opener in your car? Uh, 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 where's your can opener located? Well, I see. I used to have one of those manual can openers that you get. Yeah. Uh, but I went on Pimp My Ride, and I said that the only thing I really wanted in my ride was an automatic electric can opener that I wouldn't have to bring with me. And Exhibit said that he, something, he said some kind of like, oh, you like beans in your car, dog? I, yeah. Uh, you know what you know what he says yeah he, he was doing the meme he was doing the meme about the guy from cars too right so he put a can o- automatic can opener in my car and then he also right. did like a huge neon sign that said bean car which i bean, promptly took bean off. car yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i promptly took off because i was i have to drive through some pretty sketchy parts of town and it's always yeah. getting pulled over by the cops yeah and you're always causing those 14 car pileups, and it's very easy to locate the bean car. You know, everybody everybody knows. <laughs> well, I saw me. it. The guy in the bean car. He caused it. Yeah. Oh, we know that guy. But uh, you would never throw the can of beans out the window because they're far too precious to you. You know. Well, not a full can of beans, but maybe like a half can. Okay, so you don't fetishize the can. You're not a can fetishizer. No, I don't fuck the can after I'm done. <laughs> Whoa. Don't kink shame, don't kink shame me, rutting around my, banging around my penis in a can and producing this noise. That's what I do, that's what I do all the time, is just bang my penis, you know, bang it around in a can, like this. Uh, I'm doing that right now, that's what you're hearing right now. My penis has a, there's a hard part on top. Oh, like a, hel- a little helmet. Little helmet, they call it helmet head, but mine, literally, it's calcified. It's funny Don't get me started on that. Yours is shaped like the Wehrmacht helmet. It is shaped like the Wehrmacht helmet. The the bone it ossified in such a way as to create a flared ridge. Yeah. Uh, not like the penile flared ridge, but like uh, the Third Reich uh, helmet flared ridge. That's uh, unfortunate but comical. Unfortunate, unfortunate but comical. Uh, and that leads me to my number three road snack: calcium chews. Hmm. Like Tums or you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Tums, it can be antacid tablets or just getting your calcium in for the day. You know, you want to feel like your bones are strong. Mm-hmm. You want to be in your car and you want to feel like your skeleton is getting stronger. So that if, you know, if you've ever, if you're ever somehow, your flesh magically melts off, but you're still sentient and you can move your skeleton around, you know, you'll have, you'll have the goods to deal with any enemies that might cross your path. I eat a lot of Tums. The doctor tells me I shouldn't. Yeah, it's, uh, you get, uh, I think it, it ends up being corrosive. What's your number two snack? My number two snack, this has been a really tough one, um, but I'm going to go with Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers. Beautiful. Suck, suck them down. Yeah. Just like mayonnaise. That's I don't, what they say. I crunch them up, you know? You cr- you're, a, you're a Jolly Cruncher? I crunch them right up. I don't... I don't waste any time. Um, You're cranching them? Yeah. I'm cranching them. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, my least favorite flavor, though, is grape. I throw those right out the window, and they hit somebody's windshield. Lame. And that's cause a 14-car pileup. 14-car pileup. You know, it's another, just another, put another, put it on the tab, you say. Then the tab by which you mean your thousands of vehicular manslaughter charges. Right, but that's that guy's problem, you know? 
Yeah, it's, you know, that guy. What's funny is that it's the bean car that's liable. You're not actually liable. Right. We live in that one state, um, the car fault state, where the car it's not, fault state. It's not yeah. your fault, it's the car's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love it. I love it. I thank you to, for thank you, Governor. Thank you, Governor uh, Hansfeld, who's who is the uh, the German clone of Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry Hansfeld. <laughs> you ever uh, wait? I can't God. You ever <laughs> notice how I can't, I can't do German? <laughs> Did you ever notice how <laughs> on the plane you don't get very good snacks? <laughs> you would expect the plane, you know, a professional company to have good snacks. <laughs> But they don't oftentimes. <laughs> Often the snacks are not in the correct order. The snacks are not in the order. Do you know when you... <laughs> do you know when you want to put things in the order and they are not in order? <laughs> Jerry Hansfeld, everybody. It was, a mistake to, it was a mistake to try and do a German Jerry Seinfeld. Number two snack for me, matzah. Mmm. Matzah. Speaking of mistakes by the Jews... Uh, uh, I love it. It's like a little cracker. Yeah, it's a very dry, plain snack. <laughs> That's why you got to put some haroset on it. You got to put some haroset. Got to put it's some horseradish. Mm-hmm. No, haroset is that apple mixture that I hate. No, that's gross. Oh, you hate you gotta that? You got to put horseradish on it. Yeah, I don't oh. like haroset. It's too sweet. It's too goddamn sweet. Don't like it. Just like Manischewitz one. Jewish cooking bends towards the sweet sometimes. And yeah, well, that's because you're all such nice boys, and yeah, and the mothers. Well, such nice guys. The mothers want like Harvey make, Weinstein. We want the mothers want to make Hoffman. the nice boys some very sweet, good food. Got to make some sweet, good food for the nice boys. Yeah. That's what they say. And uh, uh, you know, and your earliest memory, you're a little Jewish baby. You're crying. You're just wailing out. The world is nothing but pain and confusion. And your beautiful Jewish mother shoves a big old pizza of matzah in your mouth. And you go, bah, bah, this Jewish baby is very satisfied. And that's exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I honor her memory by eating matzah in the car. Well, it's time for my number one all-time favorite snack to have on the road. Yeah. And it is kimchi. Yes. 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 <laughs> it stinks so good. It stinks so fucking good. You know, ruin the the stinkier the better, you know. You spill that on your cloth seats, the smell yeah. is never coming out. You don't even need to throw that shit out your car. The smell interrupts someone else's car, they go, "What? What's going on?" They're confused. They think they're dying. Yeah. 14-car pileup, not your problem. The kimchi bottle is the one piece of garbage I will not throw out of my car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it smells too bad. It smells too bad. You, you, you huff it. You huff it sometimes. I often, I open it up and my passenger freaks out. They think that the car's about to explode. They, you know, like, is, yeah. I think there's gas in the car. Which yeah, reminds and they me, don't... <laughs> which reminds me of a road trip I took with a friend of ours. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll name him uh, a certain a certain man, a certain tall man. I won't name him. I, won't name <laughs> I, I know him. who you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. A certain funny tall man yeah. who was driving us on mushrooms, and we didn't, <laughs> we didn't know. Yeah, about don't it. use his name. We didn't know about it in, until we got there. But he was tripping pretty hard on mushrooms, driving us very quickly, and the entire car smelled like gasoline. And just the whole time, he was like, "Yeah, I gotta fix that." Yep. Oh, I was like. 
is this car about to explode? And he's like, maybe. It was a good time. It sounds like a good time. And that brings me to my number one road snack, gasoline. <laughs> the car drinks it, you drink it, you're in simpatico. You're vibing with it. It's like, you know, you you remember in fucking uh, Pacific Rim where they had to use the power of friendship in order to uh, make the machines run well, right? Uh, is that a, a sci-fi movie? It's a sci-fi movie uh, directed by Jerry Hansfeld. Uh, you know, that was his directorial debut was Pacific Rim. Is that the you one know, where he, they go underground and there's underground tunnels connecting everything in Earth? Uh, it's, yeah, it's the one where Jerry Hansfeld uses his comedy to save everybody in a giant comedy robot. You know, it was a real, and there's, there's underground tunnels connecting everything. And he uses these tunnels, because tunnels are funny, right? You know? Yeah, well, my question for you is, these days, what was the price of gasoline? I mean, how the do price, you get... I... <laughs> how do you... <laughs> crazy. How do you get your snack? <laughs> How do I get my snack on when the price is so high? The answer is I make my own. Got to make your own at home, you know? Oh. So you, like, you can f- purify petroleum that you extract from some, like, rocks or something? Yeah, it's just me and my pickaxe, you know, day and night, just extracting oil and, you know, just carrying it, carrying the crude oil sands with my hand and, and just uh, tamping the oil down with a mortar and a pestle. And, you know, that's what I'm doing day and night. But it's it's better when you've done it yourself. It's like making your own bread. When you make your own gas, you know, it just has that handmade quality. It's artisanal. You know, it's it's artisanal, exactly. Artisanal gas. Uh, that's interesting. In upstate New York, we'll, we'll be uh, passing by several artisanal gas stations. There's a new one, actually, in the, the area that has... They make their own gas. Well, it's very funny. They have... Um, <laughs> it's seriously like an artisanal gas station that it just isn't opened a, up. this is a real this is yeah. outside of the bit yeah this is a this is breaking the the fourth wall we're of breaking the bit. it but or are we the bit's or over is this part of the bit the bit's over let's put this one the on the shelf over. we did our top five road trip snacks that's the top five road trip snacks and that was the clip of our top five road trip snacks <laughs> mm-hmm which, but uh, what do you recall of these artisanal gas stations, Stephen? Uh, well, it's just one, and there was like a—they uh, tried to not let it be built because you know there there's these weird nimbies that were like, no big, no more big gas stations in upstate New York. We don't want any more. And the um, Columbia is in Columbia County. The Columbia County Board of Commerce like overruled everything. They were like, ah, eh, we're just gonna build, let them build it. And it's mm-hmm. very funny because they have like. Like you know that sea that special Morton's sea salt, <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. have that. They have like the kind of stuff you get at the health food store. It's very funny, and it's a giant gas station. So I'm just they imagining have blue corn chips. All the upstate New York people who are like go to Stewart's for their gas station food needs, and now they're going to a upscale artisanal gas station with Morton's sea salt. Do they have Burt's Bees products? Oh, they have. They probably they have, have Doctor like, Bronner's. Yeah, they probably have Doctor Bronner's. Do they have Kashi cereal? They, have Do they like carry a, a lot of Kashi. They have like an espresso machine. Isn't Kashi owned by Kellogg's? And it's probably. Just their, it's just their granola wing. I don't know. Aren't it's we, important that people feel like they're eating well. Aren't we supposed to be boycotting Nestle or something? 
There's always one you gotta boycott. Just don't buy anything. Make your own oil. That's what we mm. say here on House of Decline. Always make your own oil. Well, that reminds me of our bit that we did, um, which was a live bit in a restaurant. Uh, do you remember live, that? Yeah, years a restaurant ago? review show, uh, Food of Decline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we did in Sligo, Pennsylvania. Sligo. We Beautiful went. little town. To Dutch's Backdoor Beer Barrel. Dutch's Backdoor Beer Barrel, live. And at Dutch's Backdoor Beer Barrel, they have the two-pound burger challenge. And we two both pound? did the two-pound burger challenge on House of Decline. So let's, let's just get that clip going right now. Well, Alex. Steven. I'm only one-third of the way through. Steven, I want you to kill me. How much of your burger have you eaten? I've eaten, I've eaten, same as you, one-third, and it's not going anywhere. There's too much in my colon. I am a a defeated man. I'm an exhausted man. Well, you know what happens if we don't finish the burger at Dutch's backdoor beer barrel. What hap- what happens? I didn't read the I didn't read the fine print. Well, you have to boof a beer. That's why it's the backdoor beer barrel. Steve Stephen, mm-hmm. that's that's untenable. You never that's boofed a beer. That's not something that can happen. No, I just I don't like being penetrated. Well, this is you know. this is of course back during the time of the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, so boofing is quite the rage. Yes, this was, if you all remember, the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, everyone was, uh, from, from a couple weeks ago, you know, they, they, they adopted this, this strategy, I suppose, from, from the popularity of this very recent phenomenon. It's actually the reverse, you know? Yeah, it's quite oh, the reverse. Oh, Brett Kavanaugh learned it from, from here. Yeah, he learned it from Dutch's Backdoor Beer Barrel, because Brett Kavanaugh was never able to finish the two-pound burger challenge, and he kept trying it every single week. And he kept so on having what? to boof a beer. Man, okay, you know, you, I know I'm a gay man, um, but I am a top, and I gotta say that being penetrated, straight humiliating, straight humiliating, not gonna do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm super against it. Really, I'm it's super not that against bad. it. I will, I will only top. I've no bottom in me. I don't even like a finger in the ass. Hell, I've done it, and I'm as straight as an arrow. Well, sort You're, of. I'm yeah, kind of like a curvy arrow. Ooh, you, you're an arrow with a little guy. In I'm, I'm an arrow with a little curve in there. Ooh, little guy. And so it doesn't fly. It flies in a weird kind of. It kind of doesn't really fly at all. Yeah. It never really it, takes it, you know, off, kind of like my career. Oh, oh, you, you're being self-deprecating. But, you know, we're just distracting ourselves from the matter at hand, with it, which is this fucking beef. Yeah. And it's good beef, too. I feel like an asshole for the wasting The problem with this particular burger is that each bun is also two pounds. That, yeah. It's just six pounds of bread and meat. Well, four pounds of bread, two pounds of meat. So you fill up on the bread as well. They, and they put an entire head of lettuce in there. It's big. And it's a big burger. They don't burger. even slice the tomato. It's just a whole heirloom tomato the size of your head. It's almost as if they want to anally penetrate you with a beer bottle. It's yeah. almost as if this whole contest was built around anally penetrating young men with beer bottles. 
Getting them drunk and suggestible. You know, this is going to definitely bring it down a star on the Yelp review, I have to say. Yeah, four stars. <laughs> yeah, four stars. You know, the 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 burger cooked to perfection. The 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 forced anal penetration by by coercing people into an unwinnable beef contest is uh, it can't continue to go on. You know, we got to call the ACLU. We got to call the Better Business Bureau. You know, we're discovering a scam in real time right now. Well, um, I'm going to try to finish the whole thing. Okay, me too. Me I'm going to do it. It's. I just noticed though. There's an entire block of cheddar. Did you get the cheeseburger? Did you were you smart enough to not get the cheeseburger? No, I got the cheeseburger. Uh, it's 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 in me as well. You it's know, a whole it's, wheel I'm, of cheddar. It's a whole wheel of cheddar they got on this thing. It's it's just uh, but I'm doing it, you know, bit by bit. What's nice? What's nice though is they don't give you a time limit. They expect you to be here for they expect you to be here for a while. But yeah. you know, there is pressure because they if you're taking too long they're like, "Come on." Come on, you know. Well, they do get close. Out of here. They close at midnight. Yeah. I believe they say something like, "That's when the pumpkin turns back into a carriage." That's when the pumpkin turns back. Or the reverse. Yeah. This it was. This is Cinderella's business. <laughs> this was Cinderella's business. You know, she got away. She got away from her abuser. A Pennsylvania success story, if there ever was one. Cinderella. Many people don't know this, but she's from the Pennsylvania area. And, you know, she's she loves Wawa, you know, people are always asking Cinderella if she loves Wawa and she says, yes, but she says she's more of a sheets gal, you Hmm. know, sheets makes me think of cake. Yeah, which I would go for a slice of cake after this burger. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Food of decline, our food review show, which we do occasionally. It will be back again when we decide to get Ortolans. Or we should have only for we should have we should have a show where we eat only forbidden foods. I've had forbidden food before. I've had shark fin soup mm. a couple times. Gorilla brain. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty forbidden. <laughs> Might get prions from that as well, so it's dangerous as well, which is an <laughs> element I like. You know what I say? Prions, schmions. Sh- they don't go, don't pay the prions no heat, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't be a mad cow. Be be an aware cow. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, being an aware cow, you know, being somebody that's just wanting somebody to milk them all the time, that reminds me of our huge debate on whether I could make Sean Connery fall in love with me. Uh, okay, and did you have a debate with Sean Connery? Uh, uh, yeah, it was a debate with Sean Connery over whether, whether I, you were debating Sean Connery, uh, and you were on the side that I could make. Oh, so we have to flip it around. So you're the one doing the voice. I have no idea. This is getting unruly. (laughs) I didn't plan this one out very well. We have to figure out who does the voice. We have to figure out who does the voice. Who were the Utes? Who were the Utes, Alex? Who were the Utes? Who were the Utes and why am I going to fuck you in your ass, Alex? Why am I going to fuck you in your ass, Alex? <laughs> Actually, that's what it was. It wasn't, it was the twin Sean Connerys. So we had, it was amazing. There's Jetty and Zeddy Vetter, but there's also uh, uh, Ron and Bon Connery, the <laughs> the twin sons of Sean Connery. Ron and Bon. 
Oh, Ron boy. and Bon Connery. Hello, I am and we're I am going Ron to Connery. fuck you in the ass, Alex. Hello, I yes. am Ron Connery, and you must send one hundred dollar. I do. Okay, no, we're not. Oh no, he also talks in a racist <laughs> Indian accent because he hit his head on the recess lady's breast. Why is this it, is a terrible thing to happen to Ron Connery? Why are you Connery? being racist against Scottish people right now? I'm being very racist against Scottish people. Scottish people like fucking people in the arse all the time. And or they as like, they call it, arse. I think they're related to the East, is it the West Luxembourgians? They're related to the ghost, the goat fuckers. Yes, yeah. the West Luxembourgs. Which is funny because the Welsh are usually associated with goat fucking. So, Mr. Connery, uh, my co-host, Alex, who is standing right beside me. And Hi. <laughs> Hi, hi, Mr. Connery. <laughs> That's hi. just how he talks. Yeah. Uh, sorry. He wants me to interface with you in a debate about whether or not you would fall in love with him and his beautiful curly hair and his buxom well, bottom. Here's the thing about him. I'd fuck him, but I, would, I don't fall in love. I don't fucking fall in love, you know, and you'd have to convince me. You'd have to convince me that he's someone worthy. What, is he worthy? Is he worthy to have my attention? For me to dote on him? To care whether he lives or dies? I believe you would need to... He wants to start by watching this movie, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, have you seen this movie, Mr. Connery? Yes, it's a very sexual movie. It's a highly sexual movie. It stars that beautiful boy everybody loves. <laughs> You sound, you sound almost like Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood. He stole my voice for that movie. <laughs> Boy in a basket. There's a bastard from a basket. I said that. I said that about my wife. There's an ocean She's a bastard in a basket. <laughs> and we've made the oil ourselves. In a, we've, there's an ocean of self-made artisanal oil beneath our feet that we've made in our modern pestle. Actually, that's a problem today. You know, they make movies about people that didn't make artisanal oil. You know, they made movies about oil men. <laughs> I am transforming into Daniel Day-Lewis. No. No. There was still time. I'm Daniel Day-Lewis now. And I still won't fall in love with you, Alex. Yeah, I would prefer to have Daniel Day-Lewis fall in love with me than Sean Connery. Welsh Rabbit? Have some Welsh Rabbit? (laughs) What's that from? Phantom Thread, my movie Phantom Thread. Oh, okay. Did you see the movie Phantom Thread? Yeah, yeah, I'm always eating omelets now. Yes, yes, you would be inspired, wouldn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. This is me, Woodcock, and I'm here to chastise you. Do you know how to say address to Stephen? Do I know how to do what? So address? Do you know how to say beautiful address to Stephen? Like no. the house of Woodcock? <laughs> do you know how to be madly poisoned by your girlfriend? Like it's the house of Woodcock? House of Woodcock. Yes, that's what it's named. Is there something funny about the name House of Woodcock? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, the cock part. It's because it reminds you of Peter Stephen? <laughs> Welsh rabbit? <laughs> Welsh rabbit? Okay. <laughs> that, man, that interview 
that debate went off the rails, you know. Yep. Well, that's why I put on some really appropriate music that's copyright free. Mm-hmm. Which Absolutely. you might hear it dimly in the background. It is of course cancelled composer Peter Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Wait, why is he cancelled? Because he's what Russian, he you fool. Oh, you're right. He's canceled. He's bad. He's bad. But he's also gay, so he's like we can rescue him from bad Russia. You know, they should make a mobile game where you rescue all the gays from Russia. And yeah. You ha- it's like it's like a fruit ninja thing where Did you got to tap the-, the gays to rescue Putin them. Putin gave a speech about cancel culture. Yes. Yes. With J.K. Rowling. <laughs> he compared himself to J.K. Rowling. That amazing. So wonderful. I mean, you can't even riff on that. You can't even make fun of that because that is our hyper normalized culture uh, <laughs> reasserting itself. In, in the most majestic of ways. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of when Harry, you know, he was pursuing Death Eaters. And, Dude, this song you know, sucks. What, which song sucks? 1812 Overture Finale. Yeah, 1812 is not the best Tchaikovsky. Not the best Tchaikovsky. If I were to choose the best Tchaikovsky, I mean, it's probably Swan Lake. Or it's got to be Swan Lake, right? I would probably... Uh, did Tchaikovsky ever use um? What's that thing? What's that thing called uh, that Peter Frampton has? Uh, the 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 talk box. Yeah, does he ever use a talk box? Yeah, but it's in the middle of uh, the Nutcracker Suite. Dental <laughs> Man, back in the seventies, music was just Charlie Brown's teacher. That was just all music. And people are like, man, I'm high on the worst weed in the world. This is the best music on earth. The weed is too good now. We need to weed make it worse. Got to make it worse. Got to make it less less strong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I would um, know. I'm straight edge now. I'm having dreams again. I can sleep now. Ooh. Uh, you, you said you were having some good dreams recently. Yeah, I had a haunted boat dream, which was very fun. Very fun haunted Ooh, boat. Ooh, haunted boat. I want to suck. I thought you were going to. I want to suck your boat, dick. Yeah. The gay yeah, the vampire haunt, was on that haunted boat. boat dream was very fun because, like, I don't know. I think the captain was, like, a ghost captain, and he was killing out, killing all the people. And I was like, oh, I'm staying one step ahead of the ghost captain on this haunted boat. Yeah. So. It, uh... There's only one dream that I keep having in the last two years. And it's I get to heaven and what heaven is, but it's the gates of heaven, but it's not the pearly gates. It's not the golden gates like St. Peter. It's a gigantic airplane hangar that stretches as far as the eye can see. And it's um, little turnstiles with little booths manned by uh, angel, little angel guys with... uh, and you can't really see their faces. It's a dream, so their faces are always moving around and shit. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is I get to heaven. I know implicitly that I'm dead and I've gone to heaven. I am Bart Simpson. I am with and I am with my family. I'm with the family, the Simpsons. And you know, I'm Bart Simpson in the dream. I think like Bart Simpson. I'm having his I'm having his desires and thoughts process. So what does Bart Simpson do? When he sees a turnstile and he sees a big line in front of him and he sees this big bureaucracy, he skips the line. That's what Bart does. 
You know, I wouldn't do that if I were me in the dream. You know, I'd probably like wait in line and meet all the cool characters in heaven. Because here's the thing, because it's heaven for the entire universe, too. Um, like a bunch of weird aliens are there, you know, a bunch of freaky, like fucked up guys with like vagina hands are there. And they're, you know, talking in weird voices, but they're friendly because, you know, they, they know implicitly they're in the afterlife and they're at peace now. But Bart Simpson and his anarchic energy, you'd think Bart would be in hell, but no, it's actually a pretty lean universe. The problem is there's a big bureaucracy, though. There's a big backlog, you know, you got to get people through. So I'm Bart. I'm running through heaven and they phone the heaven cops on me. So now I'm chasing the heaven cops. And what heaven is, is uh, once you get past the hangar area, it's this M.C. Escher-like, uh, just unnavigable office building of doors, but there are outside parts as well. It's a little like Elden Ring in a lot of ways. And I'm opening doors and I'm seeing a bunch of like weird guys. Oh, this is the Schmorp room. And a bunch of Schmorps are like really fucking each other because it's heaven and everybody's fucking all the time because, you know, that's heaven for a lot of people. And, you know, I'm Bart, so I'm going, whoa, man. Well, and, you know, the dream always ends with, you know, uh, the heaven cops catching me. And uh, I don't know what happens after that. But that's uh, that's my dream. That's the one dream that I've had consistently. Over and over the years. And that's not a bit at all. I didn't just make up all of that. I'd have to be some sort of improvisational genius. <laughs>